spending stuff in because I'm like. It's been a minute. People deluded. I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. You know, one love to the Twitch gang who are watching and reacting live in real time. One love to the YouTube gang that look after this on the replay. Of course, you know, I love the Apple and the Spotify viewers. Welcome back to another edition of the DG podcast, deluded podcast, really and truly podcast, whatever you lot want to refer to it as people, just as long as you're here. Make sure you're following across Apple, Spotify, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all those things, all the information is in the bios or the channel landing page and things. And, you know, I haven't been on Twitch in a while, man. One love to you. Like I say, a oh, while. Wow, it's only been like three days, man. But honestly, man, it's very difficult for me to take a break. Not because I know I don't need one or do need one. It's just because it's effing crap without you lot, man. You lot are the, the guys, man, and the gals and whatnot. You know, I find it fantastic. I always say to you lot, you lot gave me, among everything, yeah, gave me a reason, a purpose in life. And I just feel as a man, especially as a young black man in society in the UK, you need a purpose, man. And I feel, yeah, man, you like help me through like depression, anxiety, all these things, man. And that's why I always say I'm thankful for this. Cause like I said, man, for you lot, I might, I, I get, I got a message the other day from someone saying something like this. I'm like, respect, but it's the other way around, man. You lot are the, the backbone behind this thing. So yeah, I appreciate you lot. One love to everyone. Make sure you're following, subscribing and those things. Hope everyone's been enjoy enjoying the international break and things. And I've been seeing some bewildering things. I think Messi has hit some new records. Renault, pardon me, Ronaldo has bagged some new records. Um, what else has happened? I'm seeing Jamal Lewis sent off for, for a second yellow over a throw-in. Um, pardon me, we all saw in the Nations League final, the offside. And do you know what, yeah? I, I always find myself with the offside rule, people. Is it my fault now? Because, again, personally, I find it very ironic that Barcelona players are talking about injustice, but... You know, apparently Mbappe's rule does not offside purely, purely because um, Eric Garcia has tried to play the ball. But what the, what do you, what does he expect to happen? You know, you can't play the ball. You have you you can't put your arms up to try and defend. You can't slide. You can't do any sort of defending. And I always find myself getting feeling away. It's like, is it? Can I get angry at that? Because if that's the rule, now that's the rule. Um, and we have to accept it and judge it accordingly. Or should the rule change? And I think it's a bit obvious, you know. It gives clear advantage to the strikers beyond anything. And I just feel with today's day and age, the penalty ruling, you know, I just feel defendants are dying out. There's going to be no point defending. You're going to literally have 11 players that are just going to attack. And that was the one dampener. I think Mbappe is a bit of a, you know, the Euros isn't quite on the same level as the, the Nations League. Apologies, isn't quite on the same level as the Euros. And at the end of the day, Mbappe is a World Cup winner, Champions League finalist, and probably before he retires will win that. But I would say it's a bit of a redemption. He had a great World Cup. He had a bit of a public enemy number one Euros thing, even to this day. Him and Benzema have done well when, you know, Benzema has had an elite tournament. And for me, you know, surely Benzema's a Ballon d'Or um, contender. Lewandowski as well. Like me and my brethren were saying, who is better, Lewandowski or Benzema? For me... I think as a pure striker, I think it's Lewandowski. I think I actually think Lewandowski's general play is really underrated. I feel I personally feel if he wasn't Polish and he might have been Brazilian and all of these things, he might have more clout in this world. Um, if I'm honest with you, and I feel of recent, he's probably him and Benzema, probably the two players that if anyone deserves the Ballon d'Or, it's probably them. Um, but at the same time. I think Benzema's better, you know. I think, don't get a twist on one hand, I think, as much as I respect Benzema, Lewandowski, I feel, in just in terms of being a striker, they're in the same bracket category. But 
Lavandowski's just a bit up there, as I said. You know, for me, Lavandowski's general play is underrated. I feel, you know, his other aspects beyond being a goal scorer is underrated. But then I look at Benzema, you know. Again, it's not about what you've done, it's what you're doing. And you're seeing what he's doing. He's always saving Real Madrid. He's been doing his thing for France. You know, he's a great link-up player of Mbappe, fantastic footballer. I think people underestimate Benzema's been doing it for years as well. Like Rooney and Cesc, he was a wonder kid. You know, one of the rare wonder kids that go on and be consistent. You know, he wasn't a victim of the Cristiano Ronaldo era. He, he adapted and now he's still proving his class. And, you know, he'll be playing with Mbappe at club level sooner rather than later. You, you lot know Benzema's one of my favourite footballers. I do think people are rewriting history But yeah man, it was quality in that regards I can't lie, I didn't expect Spain to get to the final Shout out them Obviously Italy defeated um, Belgium 2-1 I don't know how I feel about the Nations League though folks Because on one hand I think it's alright I think it's decent and things And then on the other hand I think it's just It's a bit forced There is a bit of an, a, a more element of a seriousness And I like it a lot if I'm completely honest with you um, So it is what it is in, in that regards That's what i got to say Hi Joe, I appreciate you Cleansing, cleansing, cleansing. I appreciate that as well, man. Big up to you, lot. Benzema's a real G, man. I mean, he's just a likable guy, and I like how clearly he's got an ego, he's got a character, but he's very humble. He's there for the young players. You hear how Camavinga's speaking, you hear how Bappe's speaking. Obviously, if you're PSG, I'm sure you're not happy with not only Benzema, but Perez and Mbappe and the whole circus, which has been that, people. But you have to just keep moving, and, and it is what it is in that regards, if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah, man, life keeps life keeps spinning, really. Like, you just have to keep going, man. And on that topic, as usual, I hope everyone listening is doing well and safe. You're in good spirits. You're in all of those sort of things, people. Without you lot, there's an issue. Slick is saying the Nations League is getting better and better. It is, you know. I swear Portugal won the first one. Then, obviously, France and, you know, Spain had a bit of a shocker. You know, Gavi's done what he could. You know, again, Busquets has reminded people that... The Busquets you're seeing for Barcelona ain't, ain't, ain't the same Busquets. I might not be the Busquets I was 10 years ago, but I'm vintage. If there's a if there's legs in, in, in and around the team, I can do a thing. Obviously, I was probably a bit more impressed by Spain, if I'm completely honest with you, out of everyone, because I know France is a bad boy team. To be honest with you, I've still got the same question marks over France. I don't know if Deschamps is the guy. I don't think he would have got sacked had he have went out of the Nations League, personally, folks. But I do think, Similar to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer at Villarreal, I think, you, you know, your players saved your job, um, you know, when, when they came from behind before they obviously got to the final. I think the player saved his job. I still think there's question marks over if Deschamps can blood in the new blood and phase out the old ones. I do think there's a reliance on players that, a couple of players that aren't really quite cut up to the standard and there's an unhealthy element of favouritism. There's still teething problems with playing out the back. They need to find, a, you know, Pogba did it without Kante and I'm not one of these guys that think you know Pogba needs Kante necessarily but it's a yin and yang thing they get the best out of each other I just feel when I've seen Rabiot and Pogba historically next to each other not that there's too many cases it just hasn't been mustered really and truly it's just not good enough so again you know Tushamani seems to be the guy very you know very good 20 21 year old someone I was telling you lot about and you lot were saying the same thing Arsenal need to grab him at Bordeaux you're hearing Chelsea Juventus Madrid onto him he's for 20 odd million euros you know again I think if I'm if I'm if I'm 
Real Madrid, and we're going to get onto Hazard in a bit, but you might as well do the French connection thing, in my opinion. You know, you've got Camavinga, try get Pogba on a free, you know, Tushamani's 20, 20 odd million euros can't be that most expensive, apparently, viewed as a long term replacement for Casemiro. And he's very interesting. I think he's got the physical qualities, I think he's got the passing. I still think at international level, he's a bit shy, but it will come, obviously. You know, shout to Grindosi for being part of the squad as well. You know, not too bad. You know, Captain Marseille in, in one of the recent games. Games, now an international champion, not bad for someone that they speak about having no attitude, having attitude problems and all of these things. Bad boy footballer Tushimani. Forgive me for mispronunciations, but yeah, man, the only thing that matters is a bad boy footballer. But you see, with Arsenal and a lot of these clubs, you got to move for them when they're getting their little. When we're talking about them at Bordeaux and all of these things, like when Chiesa's at Florentino, you got to grab these sort of man there or Salah when he's at Roma. You've got to take the chance there. You can't be umming and ahhing and then. Obviously, when they, when you see what time it is and they leave, you see their levels. Obviously, people, I'm back with a bang as well, people off topic. Don't forget, after this live stream, we're going, not straight, I'm not going to lie, but this will finish around, I don't know, but 11.30 we go again. There's, you know, Newcastle apparently want Lacazette. Juventus have been linked with Leno. Arsenal have been linked with Todd Cantwell. So there's a lot of things. So make sure you head over to YouTube. Um, I am trying to do an England live stream, people. It'll be on Twitch, but... Actually, just before I've come online, I, I don't want to talk too tough, but something's kind of popped up within my personal life, so I might not have time for that. But equally, you know, we're going to get back to all the content. And as the league rolls over, next week should be a good week. When we've got, I think, Arsenal are playing on the Monday. You've got Champions League on the Tuesday. So, you know, I'll be doing the 5.45s and the, and the 8 p.m.s and all these sort of things. And, you know, one love to everybody tuned in at this moment in time and things like that, people. Again, without you lot, you lot make the content. One love to you lot that are starting to pour in. I was getting a bit scared. I was thinking, shout out to Hydro and Cleaning. But where's the other duddies? Like, what's, 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 going, what's going on there, folks, man? Really and truly, you know, really. But it is what it is. And I can't lie, Nations League made me look at Spain differently as well. Because, again, they probably need a couple quality, quality, like Spanish quality players. But I'm liking what I'm seeing with historically Pedri. I'm liking Gavi's emergence. I don't quite think Eric Garcia is ready. Like, obviously, I think he's a he should be a rotation option for Barcelona. And I can't lie, man, you know, they should be able to find defenders better than him. I don't think he's a bad defender. I just feel... I'm not even talking about the mistake. He's just not, he's not ready for this. He's not ready for this level. He's not, you know, he's not, he's really not. He, he, he struggles marking, don't look over his shoulder. With respect to him, he looks like a target. Like he, strikers look like they look at him and think, you know what, I'm going to move, I'm going to move to this guy really and truly. Um, so there's a lot of question marks still, man. Man said facts for Italy were going to cook them, man. Easy. I was surprised by Spain. So was I. But that's the funny thing about football. You don't give a team a chance. These are the things. Like, I, I, I was a bit surprised by Italy. Like, the, the goals they conceded against Spain, un-Italian. Like, you know, man, at sixes and sevens. Yeah, there was a red card and all these things. But yeah, man, Spain presented more of an issue. I still think there's a bit of an imbalance. It's like the young players, the Gavis and the Pedris and... Fatty, when he's fit, these guys are good in that. But as you know, international football is different. You can't just rely on these guys. And then I look around, Busquets is at the up. He's winding down in it now. It was vintage Busquets, but he's winding down. You know, you look at Spain in previous years and maybe it's reflection of the La Liga and the fact of when you think of the two big biggest teams in Europe, you, you will we still scream Barca and Madrid, but are they? Like, honestly, you know, you'd have... Chelsea have the league, the, the, the Champions League trophy, so they've got to say one. Maybe City, because they got to the final, you could say Dev for two. 
PSG are probably a bigger team than them at this moment in time. Bayern Munich, it goes without saying. Um, so maybe there's a bit of a the reflection highlighting on the national team because you go back years ago, you know, Ramos, arguably the best centre-half in this league and whatever, you know, Xavi, Iniesta, etc., etc., etc. So maybe they need to wait. Maybe, you know, the Barcelona and Real Madrid rebuilds will be good now. I look at Real Madrid. I know they've got a couple talented Spanish players. I don't know if that's a route they're going to go down. It seems that, you know, the, the best way is to is to do the French thing. So I don't know, people. Um, I thought Gavi did all right, but his performance was overhyped. The Taddy was committing mad fouls. You can see he's mad rule. Exactly. But you know how it is. My man's 17. Everyone's going to get excited. But yeah, as I said in, in my review of it, I think there was game minutes where he showed, you know, end product weren't quite there, giving away fouls, you know. All these things, but for a 17-year-old, he did well. I think he, I, I personally, I get you. I think he's overhyped a tad, but I think he bossed it same way with, with everything in in, in 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 regards. I think he, he ran rings around Verratti. He did a good job on Verratti. I think he didn't look like a 17-year-old in, in, in the large part, 17, 18. And if I'm him, I'm saying Barcelona, I know you must have been lining up a new contract for me anyways, but we might need a little more zeros on that one. But you're right, man. But that's the thing, man. People get excited, bro. People asking fans, gassing people's performances against AFC Wimbledon, gassing 23s games. You know people can't approach things with logic. It's either one extreme and then the other, but that's society. And to be honest, what are you going to do with it? Appreciate everybody locked in. Please make sure we're subscribing, we're following, and all those things. Big up Sky to Rush. But yeah, away from away from all of that. Um, what are we what are we here to speak about, man? I can't lie, I just got a bag of tabs, people. I don't know the structure, so we're just gonna get into it really, really and truly. Um, shout out again. I don't really want to go over the England thing because they played, you know, weren't the best of games, but shout out to Jaden Sancho. I told you lot going off to the international break. I hope he gets some confidence. I don't even need to talk about Starboy Saka again. You know what he did, he scored yet again. Foden, joy to watch. Grealish got his first goal. You know, Chilwell's had a tough time of recent, not just for club, but also for country um, and called up on a technicality. Big up Tammy Abraham because, again, should have been in the squad when it was announced anyways. Um, but it is where it is in that regards, folks. It is where it is. Um, and I know Southgate, there, there is an element of where I feel Southgate can't win. Southgate has said, I commit a crime every time I pick a team. Um, you no, you just commit you you just commit crimes not doing the basics. I just think you're I think you're more of an attention seeker than I expect. Um, I don't know all the 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 um everything behind it, but I mean, why did you not call Tammy Abraham up anyways? You waited 24 hours later. It's not really making sense, man. But he said we want the squad to feel valued, sorry, to feel important, and it is important they, they know they are valued. I was really impressed with the quality of performance against Andorra. Shout out to James Wood-Prowse, I'm sure, as well, for bagging, because he deserves it, should be in the squad anyways. As well as the application, we are hitting a really consistent level of performance, which is great to see. Um, so, yeah, man, he, and he's talked about how exciting he is. Um, he said, I have a headache and I commit a crime every time I pick a team. Um and he also said, when asked about Foden, we have so many good players and such a good and strong competition for places. There are lots of players that did their own confidence and own reputations, a lot of good, and it's pleasing to see. As much as I agree, we've got a discount a bit. Like, you know, we're playing, with respect to Andorra, we're playing some nobodies. Like, there was an incident, who was it? Jada Sancho's dribbling passes. Bro, some 70-year-old man, he's getting, he's pulling up on his hamstrings. So it is good for confidence, but let's keep some perspective. Shout out to Mason Mount for being nominated for the Ballon d'Or award, people. And to be honest, whether you win it or not, that's the stuff you dream of as youths. I know Jorginho's there. I, actually, people, Ballon d'Or nominees, because I actually haven't seen everybody on this list. 
I'm not taking it seriously if I don't see Benzema Lewandowski. To be fair with you, if I don't see Angolo Kante, you know Messi and Ronaldo, they're just going to pardon me, lick their asses, and give it to them anyways, even though it shouldn't be. Um, in fact, uh, let me actually, because we actually haven't spoken about that, folks. The nominees, apparently, Aspilicueta, Barella, Benzema, Bonucci, Kevin De Bruyne, Chiellini, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ruben Diaz, Donnarumma, Bruno Fernandes, Phil Foden, Haaland, Jorginho, Harry Kane, lol, N'Golo Kante, Kizur of AC Milan, Lewandowski, Lukaku, Mares, Latoro Martinez, Kylian Mbappe, Messi, Modric, Gerard Moreno from Villarreal, Mason Mount, Neymar, Pedri, Mo Salah, Luis Suarez, Raheem Sterling. Shout out to the IC Freeze them. I mean, it's a good list. It's a good list. You know, it's going to come down to Messi and Ronaldo without a doubt. You know how the thing goes, people. It's going to be one of them. But let's assume they didn't exist. Who would I give it to? For me, it's between Lewandowski and Benzema. Um, Haaland, I wouldn't quite give it to him, but he, he deserves it. I can't lie. I wouldn't give it to them, but Kante and Jorginho have strong, strong cases. You know, obviously, when you look at Kevin De Bruyne, Martinez, Lukaku, players of that ilk who have, you know, they've won league, they've won the league title and whatnot, people. So it is, it is, well, it is. And you're right, my guy, my Messi prob wins. Messi was good. Luis Suarez, Mo Salah is Mo Salah. Pedri had a good year. Neymar does his thing. Mount, you know, you won Champions League, fair enough. Moreno did his thing for Villarreal. Sterling, Garza, you should be winning it. You know, best in the league, along with Ethan Pinnock, best centre-half. You know, Bobby Reed, best striker. You know, who else am I missing out? Bailey, best in his position. You know, I like it for Luis Suarez. And I pretty, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I think it sums up Barcelona's decision-making. You know, you said Suarez was finished. He scored against you and buoyed you. He helped, he helped Atletico win the league. And he also said, um, you know, and he also, you know, it was a redemption. You know, it was cast off and he's shown you, he's highlighted how poor Barcelona's decision-making are, you know, olden but golden. So I think everybody on this list deserves it. For me, you know, even Ruben Diaz, I would actually like to see a defender get it because, you know, in defense, it's, it's not rated in today's day and age. And, you know, there's, I genuinely think you're going to see 11 attackers. There's no point defending. You know, you've got VAR shagging. The offside rule is mad. You know, there's no point. We already look, you know, ball playing is the first thing you say about centre-halves. I know the game's got to adapt, but we're getting into a scary territory. So, as I said, for me, it's probably Lewandowski or Benzema. Benzema, for me, um, you know, if, if no one else is going to get it, then, you know, I can't lie. I'm team Messi every, every... Every 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 day of the week, and a man said, "If Virgil Van Dijk didn't win it last time, there's no way Dias can win it." Facts, bro, and this is it. But I would like to see if. Uh, by the way, people, apparently um, Wayne Routledge is retired as well. Um, by the way, but um, I'd just like to see someone else win it, man. Someone else in general win it because don't get twisted. Nine times out of ten, Messi and Ronaldo, and even probably last year, they did amazing stuff. But I just feel. It, it it becomes, it, I just feel Messi, you know, obviously I'm a mess fan of Messi. I like Ronaldo, of course, but I just feel there's this weird little sort of religious following to the point where it's like, you just, it, it, football is bigger than them. You know, they are the biggest guys, but football is bigger than them. And it just doesn't mean just because they're them, they're them. You have to, um you know, you have to, you have to, consi you have to consistently throw it. You have to consistently throw things to them, to them. And I, and I just feel there's this, I, I hate when I see comments like, oh, as long as, as long as, as long as they're fit, I mean, as long as they're playing, you have to give, you have to give it to them and things. I just find it a bit cringy how, yeah, it's just, it's just some borderline religious thing. You know, I mean, Kane did his thing last year. You're forgetting he plays for Spurs. I don't need, an, I don't need nothing else other than that. You know, Kane could score a hundred goals. He plays for Spurs. I'll still be like, no, 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 no. 
The minute he goes Man City is where we start rating his tick. As I said, Jorginho, Kante, Mount, you know, they won the league. I mean, they won the Champions League. So, again, for me, Benzema, Lewandowski, if not them, give it a defender. If not that, then I think Messi deserves it ahead of Ronaldo, to be honest with you. But do I have a real base to say that off? I really don't know, man. It would be a further kick in the teeth for Barcelona. I mean, I do like Barcelona as a football club, but I do. In, I am enjoying their demise. Like, I find it very funny. Even, again, with Eric Garcia, you lot are complaining. He wasn't even there, but you're complaining about injustice. You lot are complaining about injustice and cheating and integrity and all these things. Boy, you know, pay your, pay your, pay your direct debits, man. Pay your direct debits to UEFA for whatever. Big up yourself, life from Planet X as well. Benzema, without fail, rescued France this tournament. Facts. I think Messi edges it with his international trophy. Is that again? Yeah, you're right. Copper America. To be fair, there's only one goalie on that list, isn't it? Let me go. I mean, that would have been nice for Martinez to be there. There's only one goalie, Donnarumma, who deserves it as well. That's a bit harsh. Would have thought there's at least... There's one goalie, there's... Espilicueta one, Benucci two, Chiellini three, Diaz four, Kijir five. I think that's five. Unless I've missed something out, that's five defenders. Not what? No fullbacks. Well, Espilicueta, I claim you, but you know Espilicueta's one's a bit different. He plays everywhere, man. Mendy least goals conceded for a champion. You get me? This is what I'm saying. Like, there's only one goalie. So you're right there. You know, even Mendy deserves it, really. But do you know where it is that probably went against him? There's bare Chelsea man there. But with, again, it's, it's for Chelsea man to explain and answer. But would you say, and you can never underestimate anyone's... I'm uh, just to play devil's advocate. You can't underestimate anybody's uh, um, contributions, especially Aspilicueta and what he's done. But would you say... Aspilicueta's contribution to helping Chelsea win the Champions League is ahead of Mendy's. We'd have to watch the whole rerun again. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just trying to get the creative juices flowing with you lot, people. Would you lot say that? You know, because for me, all these Chelsea guys, Jorginho, Kante, Aspilicueta, um, you know, Mason Mount, that's telling me they were the most vital guys. You know, really, I don't think Kai Havertz should be there, but would you say... Could Rüdiger even be the head of Aspilicueta if you're talking defenders? Again, I actually think Aspilicueta deserves to be there kind of car. I think people don't, you don't do glamorous things, but I think he really did help them. But do you get it? Just to play devil's advocate, people. Ronaldo and Messi, as I said, always going to get there. Bruno Fernandes done his thing. Foden. Hmm, I'm not too sure about Foden's inclusion, but there was a second, you know, I got to remember it's a whole year and there was a point where Foden, you know, was the first name on the team sheet with City. Haaland is Haaland. We, you know what it is with him. Lukaku's Lukaku. Mahrez, mm, I'm looking at that one a bit funny. Modric deserves it. Mbappe, mm, I'm looking at that a bit funny as well, man. You know. Rudy should be there. He was massive in the Champions League. Bullied Suarez. Rudiger was actually Chelsea's best player. And yeah, man, Rudiger and Mendy, because I swear, maybe not Rudiger, but I swear Mendy's in the... Um, What's it called again, folks, man? That you know that UEFA team, you know the UEFA thing. What was it, man? When they're doing the, you know, when they were doing the draws for the next round, and they do that, is it team of the year or something like that? I'm sure Mendy's the goalie slash. If it's not that, Mendy won the Golden Glove and or something like that. You know, I know it's not the same governing body, and that. I'm happy Pedri's there. I would love Pedri to get it. You know me, people. I think I won't go as far as to say put this label on them, but I think Javi, I think Pedri, sorry, and Gavi 
has a bit of they could be a, they could do a little Javi and Iniesta thing again. Not saying it is that, but yeah. So yeah, love for that. It's it's, it's team of the year. So it's a madness in in that regards, man. If there should be a defender, it should be Ridiger, but Aspilicueta is captain, and this is why I don't really like these things, my uh, my people, because it's just. I'm not not even just Aspilicueta, it becomes voting for popularity contests. It starts getting a bit funny. You know, it's never just for the, 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 the honesty of the game. There's baggage. Obviously, people got vested agendas probably in seeing Messi win it, Ronaldo win it, neither one winning it. It's just so it's just man and voting for their friends, really and really and truly, if I'm completely honest with you. It's quite jarring. The Messi Cristiano Ronaldo era has been bad for football. The era before where the Ballon d'Or changed every hands every year is how it's supposed to be. I wouldn't go as far as it is 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 bad for football. I think it's been amazing, and I think only in many years to come will we really. I know we comprehend it now, but we don't comprehend truly that man are watching Messi and Ronaldo. I actually feel he, I'm not to disrespect Ronaldo because you know I think there's been many years he's actually been better than Messi. Same way because I like both of them. But I think Ronaldo's unfortunate to be with Messi because I just feel Messi, there's nothing nobody can tell Messi. I'm a bit controversial because if we was playing some mad 11 aside, I can't lie, I'm taking R9, Ronaldinho, Thierry Henry before Lionel Messi. I don't, I love Messi and you can hear it. I don't care what he does, how many goals he scores, Ronaldinho and them, man. If we're playing football, not with stats and we're all on the pitch in the park and, I'm, and we're picking five aside, I'm trying to play with Ronaldinho. Messi's the cheat code, but Ronaldinho... Omri biased, you know, R9, these are my guys. But for me, as I was saying, I think Ronaldo's very unlucky because there's, you know, I know he's done his thing and there's many other qualities, but it's messy and everyone's going to struggle with him. But I think it's been good. I think maybe, and as much as I say that, you know, I would think I would I do think Messi would have reached his level anyways, and I do with Ronaldo, because I don't I don't think the rivalry is as much as people make out. But how much does that push him, you know? Because I don't watch no other YouTubers, but when I think about taking a break and whatnot, I get motivated off other people. Like, no, I'm look at my man, he's going hard, he's doing his thing. I can't take no breaks. Let me do my thing. So if they're getting the same thing, maybe they've pushed, they've pushed each other to the brink and the limit. So maybe we wouldn't have seen them. So I wouldn't quite say it's been bad for football. I do agree with you in some in some aspects in that I think it's just yo, we have to give it to them now. Like, there's players, the other players that have deserved it. Like, there's been, maybe Van Dyke could have got it. There was a year, you know, I was a big Ribery fan, so probably not, but I was screaming Ribery. A couple of times, other people win it. And like I said, when it goes beyond being a fan of the sport and just doing this weird, like, I support Messi, I support Ronaldo, there, there's a divine right for them to win it. I think that's where the problem is. But I would like to see it, man. I mean, who was the last one that took it off them? There probably is others, but... I just remember Kaka 07 or something like that. That's the one that when someone says who won it before them, I mean, uh, um, excluding them, that's the one. But there probably has been some others, man. Um, but it's an interesting debate, man. You know, big up yourself, G1 as well. Last, yeah, Ballon d'Or last season, Virgil van Dijk should have won it. Messi, Ronaldo always edges it when they haven't been great. Modric was the last one. Yeah, even Modric's thing. He deserved it them times there. Yeah, so Modric, Kaka's the one that stands out, as I said. Um, I can't lie. I don't think Snyder deserved it in 2010. I can't. I can't lie. He did his thing, but unpopular opinion. I think Snyder's overly gassed. Like he's a quality player, but overly gassed. People gassed it, gassed it. But how can I sit there and say Snyder didn't deserve it? And then a man, man just said Ribery. So yeah, Snyder was a great player, really. So it's a, it's a very interesting debate. It's a very interesting way of looking at things. But for me, I just feel with football, anyways, there's no integrity. So you can't, you know. Van Dyke's not going to get rewarded, you know. Mendy, 
Rudiger, these guys are not going to get rewarded. It's almost like a fashion contest. You need the brand. You need the backing, you know. we it, Generally in football, you need a brand more so than just being a good footballer now. And when you've got these religious followers borderline, it's a mad, it's a mazza for you. You know, Messi and Ronaldo got the mad thing followers. But if you was to say excluding them, every footballer's probably got it. I say Benzema's got it. Neymar's got it. Pogba's got it. Mesut Ozil's got it off the top of my head. Like, man that follow you, like, to the point where I'm sure certain people don't support the club. There's been years even Neymar's deserved to win it as well, if I'm honest with you. You know, I, I, I don't know about 2015. I'd have to go all the way back. But I didn't think... I understood not to why he went PSG, but I understood why Neymar left the year he did because that year, I swear he left the season after they won the Champions League. I could be wrong. It could have been two seasons before that. But it's that, that 2015 one or whenever it was, uh, when he's helping them come back against PSG, when he's turning up in the final, I just don't think he got the clout, if I'm honest with you. Omri should have won it, definitely, bro. 06 should have won it. 03, if I remember rightly, when Nedved won it, should have won it. Neymar, Van, sorry, Neymar, Van Pagan, Ribéry, Yaya Toure, Guerrero, Suarez. Suarez, another one, I'm sure there's been a year. Lavandoski, Virgil van Dijk, Thierry Henry. Like I said, it's a popularity contest, so you're never good. And plus, anyways, you're not going to get in, in, you're not going to get, um, you're not going to get integrity, man. You're not gonna you're not gonna get any integrity where these guys are because like I said, they've got vested interests. Like there's probably some weirdos that just want to see Messi end with the most balling deals at opposed of Ronaldo. There's probably been times Messi's won it, he shouldn't have won it. Ronaldo won it, he shouldn't have won it. If we if we keep it all the way a hundred people, but this is the life we live, this is the world we live in, and unfortunately, this is the nonsense that certain people carry on with. But it is what it is. That's that where Balin Dior's concerned, man. Please make sure you're following, you're subscribing, and you're also heading over to YouTube, people, because 11... Open up another tab and just set it so you're there already. Hit the like button on that, you know. Drop the link in there. Shout the night bot for thingy and that. One love for everybody watching the ads and that. I'm trying to be kind to you, like little 30-second ads and that. <laughs> I always look after you, like support the channel and things, man. But yeah, man, moving away from that... Um, transfer stuff I'll call it just broad transfer stuff Suarez in 2016 bagged some crazy stat like 60 goals bro the thing is this is bro there was a time Suarez was moving mad as I said Neymar's been moving mad there's been a couple of times I might be guessing now I'm guessing it but there's been times Kevin De Bruyne has not been nominated and he's deserved it and I'd, he's won the league and he was quality but I don't think he's quite been the same Kevin and I think it's it's quite mad that Eden Hazard isn't there. Not that I'm not saying he should be there, but he hasn't been doing the business. Which is mad. Apologies, people. Let me just finish that tea. It's gonna get nasty. If I don't, if I don't do what I'm doing. But yeah, man, let's get into this transfer sort of stuff, people, man, and see what's going on. Um, if I share my screen with you, lot, does it is it actually gonna allow me? Yeah, yeah, we can just cover everything. Um, first things first, Juventus target Paul Pogba with Aaron Ramsey offered as a mate weight to Manchester United. I mean, it's they technically did try to almost sign him and then we bagged him in 08, but Aaron Ramsey is going to be offered. Juventus want to get rid of him. You know, he's injury prone. He's an expensive free transfer. The wages are an issue. And you've seen him link with a return to Arsenal. You've seen him link with Newcastle, which he could sign for. Um, 
And, you know, you're now seeing him with Aaron Ramsey and obviously Paul Pogba's contract. You know, he flirted with Juventus while he's been in the nation, in the Nations League. You know, he's flirted with Juventus. He hasn't ruled out staying at United. I personally think he's going to stay. Um, you know, PSG rumours are here and there. Real Madrid, you know, they seem like it's a French revolution. So it makes sense. But even though Man United have deep pockets, I don't think it makes sense to sign Aaron Ramsey purely because, yeah, he could be a decent player, but he's not going to solve your midfield problem. You know, Aaron Ramsey is going to unbalance the midfield if he play. I think he'll be a better pivot than a Fred or a McTominay, but he's going to unbalance them. It's going to be way too expensive. It's not going to make sense, man. I don't know how much Ramsey's on, but he's on some big cake where United could deal with it, but it doesn't make sense to sign Aaron Ramsey. You know, for me, Aaron Ramsey should be going to Newcastle. Man said five players Newcastle should sign in January. Five is difficult to do business. Um... But I would say, you know, they've been linked with Lingard, they've been linked with Martial, they've been linked with Ramsey, you know. I would say just this look after business, man. There must be a couple of other players they could take. Five is a bit much, but I would say look at them. You know, if they want to take Lacazette, they can have Lacazette, they can have Rob Holding, they can have Mohamed Delnene, they can have these guys. But yeah, man, Paul Pogba's, yeah, let's scroll down and see what's happening, people. Juventus are determined to bring Paul Pogba back to Italy with the club prepared to use Aaron Ramsey as a bargaining chip to help Manchester United, help the Manchester United midfielder. Ramsey's exit um, at the end of the season is believed to be all but certain and Ramsey will have a year left on his deal next summer or this summer coming. Juventus desperately in need of a cash boost to pursue Pogba. Um, as you lot can see here, apparently Anthony Martial reportedly leads Newcastle's wish list of targets. Um, apparently, Joel Glazer is a big fan of Martial but could sell. And again, you know, someone's got to leave at Man United, if I'm honest with you. Apparently, Liverpool are eyeing up, um, are eyeing up Fingy, are eyeing up Adama Traore. Ralph Ranjek has been linked with the sporting director role at Newcastle. And also, uh, where is it? Not there. Where is it? Where is it? Because Newcastle seem to be doing their thing. They Apparently, they're getting a... Yeah, here it is as well, on the topic of Newcastle, folks. And like I always tell you, look, for Newcastle to advance, you know, for Newcastle to advance, it's about what they do off the field. If they handle off the field properly... On-field will take care of itself. You know, you need to revamp. Look at, with respect to City, you was a small club. Like, you you, you know, you're reaching greatness. They probably will win the Champions League, but they were a small club. Robinho didn't know who they were. To get to, to high standards, they had to take small steps, small, small, small. So for me, they need to revamp the scouting. First things first, like what you've seen with Leicester and Leo in France and all of these guys, you need to kind of get these stars before they become stars. There's the resale value. They can obviously make you better. Right now, it's about staying in the league. So sign your competent players, whether it's a Ramsey, a Martial, a Lingard doing all of these things. But they need to bring in the best scouts that they can. They need to bring in the best recruitment drive people the best they can. They need to really make structural changes and import, import employ a good manager because it looks like Steve Bruce's days are numbered. You know, Lampard, who we spoke about, Lampard seems to be rumoured. Conte's ruled himself out. Gray, they've been linked with Graham Potter. That could be a great shout. I know Graham Potter's got something great going for him at Brighton, but I mean, Newcastle, a massive club, the purse strings are there. I, I don't get the vibe. I do think Brighton have ambition, but I don't get the vibe they're trying to get Europe. I know Newcastle need to get a bit more stability, but there could be a bit more ambition there. And obviously, better purse strings there because I obviously I know Brighton have probably reinvested their money, but, you know, 
did he get to spend that Ben White 50? You know, it's not 50 up front and there's variables, but do you get the point? So if they do target someone like the former PSG director and Terrell Henrique, that's it. He's experienced. He's walked the walk. And obviously they're going to need to face players out as well. There's a lot of players that can't go on the journey. You know, I'm sure, I don't know if they want to keep Longstaff. They need to give him a new deal. But I'd imagine that along the way, you know, Isaac Hayden, all of these sort of players, you know, I'd even say Jamal Lascelles, great captain, you know, good leader, but is he good enough? You know, it's 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 not really that. It's not a that thing in it. So if they want to get to where they need to get to, that's what they need to do. On that though, people, um, let's close that. There was a next thing, really. Where is it? That's we're gonna get into all of this, people. Don't watch none of this. There was something else, man. Premier League clubs were not happy. Apparently, where is it? Sorry, here it is, people. I don't know why. I think every Premier League fan, fan, every Premier League club is quite disgusting here, really and truly. You know, they didn't want Newcastle to be taken over, taken over because it presents a problem. People fear competition. They fear innovation. Uh, listen, I, I think we've all spoken at lengths about the ethics and all of these sort of things, people. But you know, at the end of the day, Newcastle have bought it and they they can do whatever they want to do. I want to see them challenging things like that. But apparently top flight clubs have complained to the Premier League after it cleared the 305 takeover, 305 million takeover of Newcastle by the Saudi Arabian back group. There's understood to be frustration from clubs about how the deal passed the owners and director test. Now, obviously, I think if Manchester City, if Manchester United, if Chelsea are upset, I know people make their own money in these things. It's quite upsetting. I do think it, I do question the integrity of the Premier League because it seemed like as soon as the rights got freed up in Saudi Arabia, so obviously Premier League can be viewed, so there's money, it made sense to sell it to them where they obviously have vested interest. They're going to drive commercial outlook, probably primarily around Newcastle, but driving interest in the Premier League in the Middle East. Not, not that it needs much of that. So there's that. You know, I don't I don't know why people are worried. You lot try to do Super League. All you lot care about is self-interest. They don't care about the integrity of the league. They do not care about the rules. It's just a fact of everyone's job potentially is going to get 10 times harder. Um, and that's a problem. Adapt or innovate, you know, because it doesn't mean it's a surety. I think Newcastle are going to do great things, but it doesn't mean it's an assurity. Concerns also arose as to why they were not kept informed after the surprise news emerged on Wednesday. You do, bro, why are you involved? You don't need to know anything. Additionally, there are worries as to how Saudi Arabia's Saudi Arabian owners will reflect on the league itself. There are many human rights issues linked to the kingdom. And there is, and I'm not backing it up, but if we was to go through the Glazers, Kronke, you know, Man City's owners, who, you know, every day there's footy leaks about something going on at City. You know, I'm sure if we go through everything, none of you got any integrity, you know, none of you. So I don't know why you lot are concerned about a lot of things, people. Clubs are demanding a meeting with the Premier League, which has previously said the takeover process would remain confidential. There is irritation within the Premier League board from all other 19 clubs who are united in a view they should have been kept informed on the issue of such significance. Well, you haven't, innit? You lot didn't. Who did you lot keep informed when you did try to do summer? You tried to do Super League. You lot thought about it for time. I might even say years, but you just popped up. They don't owe you a damn thing. The clubs also feel they should have been told about what, sorry, they should have been told what had changed to allow the deal to proceed before it was completed. That's fair enough. When approving the takeover on Thursday, the Premier League said it had received legal assurances from the new owners that the Saudi state would not control Newcastle United and there would be punishments if it was proven otherwise. Really, you know, there's all ways of going around it and things. We you, really, we, we listen, they're backed by Saudi Arabia in the same way a lot of, you know, City and PSG are backed by nations as well. No matter how much they try to dress it up, you're backed by nations. 
So again, it is what it is. The takeover was 80% financed by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, whose chair is Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. You know, apparently Western intelligence agency said he ordered the killing of a journalist and an allegation he denies. Um, and obviously it's gone on to speak about human rights. So yeah, I think it's a bit hypocritical personally. Um, but what are you going to do, eh? Uh, Gigi Ronaldo, who left Liverpool for PSG and is struggling for game time, he admits he's unhappy people. And obviously, the situation could change. The 30-year-old going into a World Cup. Um, Ronaldo admits he's not completely happy at PSG and feels concerned over a lack of playing time. Um, scrolling all the way down, let's just see what he's having. He's registered just six starts in all comps, people. So again, maybe there's something he's not doing. Apparently, he's played just 92 minutes of football in Liga, which I'm sure he's not happy about. He said... Pardon me, maybe he's wishing he stayed at Barca. I can't say I'm completely happy because the situation is not what I wanted, but that's football and I'll have to learn to deal with that. I'm a fighter. I have to stay positive and work hard to turn it around. I've played a lot in recent years, was always fit and also did very well. This is something different and that takes getting used to. I was really looking forward to the next step and then this happens. It's very difficult, of course. And obviously Herrera and Gay have been in decent form and they've been ahead of him. And he said, of course, I'm worried. I already talked to him about that when I arrived, but the alarm bells are not going off yet. So again, you know, the situation will be concerning. So let's see what happens. See a couple of comments. Let me scroll the way up. Man said, as a Chelsea fan, I hope Lampard doesn't take the job. I mean, he's got to, he's got to get back on the, on, on the coaching boat somewhere. If Newcastle get Lampard, then that will tell me everything about their ambition. I hear that, but you've got to run. You've got to be able to um, walk before you can run. Like at a point, you know, Man City were doing the Galactico thing with Mark Hughes. He was buying what? What's that youth, man? Is he from Peru? The striker they bought from Blackburn. They're buying all them sort of players to get to the point where you can grab a Pellegrini and then eventually get to Pep Guardiola, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I, I don't think, you know, Lampard, I don't know, man, because you spent 200 odd million. It didn't really work. I feel... They should be, you know, the, I think Eddie Howe's been linked with them. I think Graham Potter would be a good fit. I think if you can tempt Rafa, Rafa Benitez back, which is unlikely, the Conte thing's gone. You know, obviously they've been linked with, a, you know, Fave. That could be a good one. I think you need an experienced hand to steady the ship. And then obviously when you get a bit more stability, then you can be a bit more innovative in what you're doing. I need Lampard at that Newcastle job. He needs to be exposed for the fraud that he is early in his career so that he doesn't use that English tax to bag jobs consistently like Big Sam Pardew and them. And to be fair, Big Sam does his thing. How do you feel as an Arsenal fan with Newcastle aiming for Europe from an Arsenal POV? Well, to be fair, in the next recent years, I'm not necessarily scared, but at the same time, it's a thing like, what can man do, bro? Like, the reality is you adapt to survive. Arsenal haven't been pushing towards the start of the, the top of the league. So what are you going to do? You know, you either climb up on that rope or people try and lap you and stuff. It's like Squid Games, isn't it? Like, for me, I was look, I'm looking at the new, at the, the now Newcastle, but I'm looking at Leicester, Leeds, Wolves, these sort of things. So, again, it, it don't really affect me because what can I do, really? You know, if we don't want to do serious things, other people are going to do serious things. In the next 10 years, bro, them man there could overtake and do things in terms of what, they, you know, in terms of challenging. But, boy, it is what it is. Like, I, I can't lose sleep over it. What shall be, shall be, in it, really? You know, and I, the league's going to get that to that stage, people, where it's going to be like NBA, where I, I think we're many years from this, you know, where there's several teams that could win the league or several teams that could do a bit, do bits in the cup and all of these things. I don't know if we'll have all teams in the Prem ever challenging for it, but I think we're getting there. You know, it used to be top two, now it's top four, it's top six, now it's probably top eight slash top ten. You know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. 
walk with Potter and eventually be able to run with him. That's a shout. Yeah, Santi Cruz, these sort of guys there, man. Why didn't Liverpool extend with Gigi Ronaldo? He's one of the top three players in the last five years. He didn't want to stay in it. Simple as that. Like he didn't. He had other. He had other motives. He wanted to do really. Like you can't keep a player that don't want to stay. You know. He wanted to try something else, and you can't begrudge him for wanting to join PSG or Barcelona and these things at his age. Obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and right now he should have stayed at Liverpool and things. But you got to remember, these men are not Liverpool fans. They're not fans of our clubs. This is a job to them, and. I've always said you don't want to have no regrets in your career, really. You don't want to look back and think, I should have went here. I should I should have done this, you know, because the fans, as much as the fans love you, bro, the fans will pat you on your back and then that's it, really. You know, that's it. No one cares when you're 35 and you can't run. They'll pat you on the back. You'll get a little uh, applause, but that's it. you got to do what you can. Apparently, Courtois has been very critical of FIFA and that, and I like it, but people, I can already see, when I see things like this, people probably say, oh, why are you moaning, Courtois? You get a lot of money, but... He said, this, this game is just a money game and we have to be honest about it. We just play it because for UEFA, it's extra money. Look at how much both teams change lineups. If both teams would have been in the final, there would have been other players in the final playing. This just shows that we play too many games. And he's right, man. He's fully right. They, UEFA, made an extra trophy conference league. It's always the same way. They can be angry about other teams wanting the Super League, but they don't care about the players. They just care about their pockets. It's a bad thing that the players are not spoken about. And now you hear about a European Championship and a World Cup every year. When will we get rest? Never. And for me, it's the it's the mental rest. I know injuries are part and parcel. And I think players are already guinea pigs because you hear a man's meant to be out for a month. He's back in a week. And there's got to be a knock-on effect. And these players, are, I'm not a medical man. I'm not a doctor, man, but I mean, where's the ethics? Because I do think they care about these players from a human point of view. But when there's so much money in the game, do you care? You know, if Courtois breaks his ankle and there's some injection, you can say, oh, you could be back in two weeks. we got Champions League or you don't take it. You're going to make man take it or or gas him up to take it. You know, you, there might be knock-on effects, but these lot is salary first, conscience later. It's like, all right, cool. He's our keeper. He can make us better. Fuck his health, innit? Like, it doesn't matter that... You know, he might be a footballer for 15 years or even more for a goalie. He don't care that he's going to have to be a dad, an uncle, a grandson, you know, any other things, you know, just be able to walk and wipe his ass himself and things like that. They don't care about you lot because there is somebody else's problem, really. Just like with all the money in the game, all the things, you know, and I find it very funny when the Premier League, FIFA, UEFA, all these governing bodies try to act like they're the beacon of integrity. They don't give a shit about us fans, about these players. And this is why I prefer the players to get paid. Mine are not going to... Who gets paid a madness? You know, like, let's say Oles were Arsenal. Do you think he's getting 300k a week if the club are not making more? Think about it logically. The player, the sad thing is, is the players are in the public eye and the Super League kind of kind of, showed that. But do you... Come on. Logically, if you own a company, you're not going to pay a man 300k a week if you're not making more on him, whether that's commercially or whatever, really, you know. He said, we are not robots. It's just more and more games and less rest for us. Nobody cares about us. So in the end, play, top players will get injured and injured and injured. It's something that should be much better and much more taken care of. We are not robots. It's just more and more games and less rest for us and nobody cares about us. Next year, we have a World Cup in November. We have to play until the latter stages of June again. We will get injured. Nobody cares about the players anymore. Three weeks of holiday is not enough for players to be able to continue for 12 months at the highest level. If we, if, if we never say anything, it will always be the same. And it's just going to get worse, man. 
Um, away from that, we all we're all fans of potentially seeing a B team in the Premier League, people, but we're a long way away from seeing that. Allegedly, Premier League B teams in the EFL not happening, says Chair Rick Parry. So, you know, we can get away from the Spanish sort of model. Introducing Premier League B teams in the EFL is non is non-negotiable. I think it would be good for our, the game at the highest level because players will get more experience. I think when you look at teams like Derby that might be struggling financially, could they exploit the loan market? Could other people exploit the loan market and things like that? But it is, it is well, it is people, you know, Project Repicture, um, Project Big Picture didn't happen. But Parry says, I just don't see it. Um, irrespective of my view, it's absolutely not something that our clubs have any enthusiasm for. Enthusiasm for. It's been tried and tried. Um, Greg Clark introduced at the very start of Big Picture and I said, that's non-negotiable, it's not happening. Frankly, I don't see it being on the table. I've spoken quite a lot about fresh ideas, new thinking, not having perceived preconceived ideas but i've got a i've got a preconceived idea about b teams and that's not within the boundary so again this guy don't want to be adaptable to change the strength of the efl is that one of of our is that is that every one of our clubs sits at the heart of the community our clubs put almost as much emphasis on the community as they do on the first team and what happens on the pitch this isn't about b team suddenly parachuting in because you simply cannot replicate that it's just a misunderstanding of what the pyramid is he did confirm there could be changes to the cat yarabelle cup people efl cup he said could it be that club's not in Europe playing it? Could it be just an EFL competition? All things are possible. We ought to be having this debate realistically now, which um, which is why it was part of Big Picture, because it's going to hit us in 2024. There's no point trying to have a debate in January 2024. It's too late. We have to plan now. We have to be realistic. Changes are coming. Um Away from all of that, we've covered that. Um, apparently, Eden Hazard, he's being linked with a return people. And I know Roman Abramovich loves the guy. Apparently, Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard returning to Chelsea is a rumour that refuses to go away, obviously, as he struggles, people. Um, apparently, those rumours have taken a step forward this week as a Spanish outlet has reported that Chelsea are in early informal talks with Real Madrid to re-sign him. And it could be a masterclass from Chelsea, really, because... They're in no position to get 70-odd million for him, really. Does Hazard want to leave Real Madrid? I'm sure you don't want to leave as a failure, but it doesn't seem like he can stay fit. He does look like he's been one of the biggest flops there. And a return to Chelsea could just be what he needs. He's a mavericky player. Ironically, I think Chelsea is it's difficult to say because you've got Kai Havertz, but I think they need a bit more individual brilliance, and he is that, people. Um, it is what it is. And we already know Thomas Tuchel, Roman Abramovich, all of these guys, these guys rate him. So a return for him could 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 be something that is really good. Keeping up the theme with Chelsea people, apparently Rüdiger's assessing options as contract runs down, but staying at Chelsea could still be possible. Rüdiger is keen to assess his options before making a decision over his future, but remaining at Chelsea beyond the end of this season remains a possibility. As you know, it looks like his contract could retire at the end of the season. I mean, could could end at the end of the season, not retiring. Um, discussions between the parties did take place earlier this season, but as you lot know, in January he can talk to foreign clubs. He remains committed to Chelsea, um, and apparently, up to six top European clubs are ready to offer something for the 28-year-old. And Bayern Munich, you know, as a German international, it could be something to explore. You know, you can leave with your head held high. The only thing that eludes you at Chelsea is probably challenging for the league. But you know. They were, you know, you look like you was going to be the first name on the chopping block under Lampard and you're leaving a European champion. I would, you know, maybe he wants to return home. I know he's played in Italy, he's played in England. Maybe he wants to return to Germany. Maybe he wants to play for Bayern Munich. Maybe that's where he sees his league title coming from. So I, I, I don't know people. Um, 
away from all of that, should we look at what Sky Sports has said about transfer stuff? Um, let's go all the way down. I wasn't planning on this, people, but just because we're reading it, um, we've spoken about Ridigar. Um, I spoke about what Saliba said yesterday, people. As you lot can see, Lampard is apparently the leading candidate to replace Steve Bruce's Newcastle manager, according to the Daily Telegraph and also the Sun, folks. So make of that what you will. Um, so, yeah, man, keep the questions and whatnot coming in. He won the league on the Conte. Yeah, apologies, man. Apologies again with so much football going on. Can't remember them thing there. So, yeah, he's a league champion then. Who's been the biggest flop? Hazard at Madrid, Sanchez at United, Griezmann at Barcelona, Mustafi at Arsenal. I mean, Mustafi shouldn't be among them in it. So, like, probably Mustafi. But, you know, I don't, I think Griezmann underwhelmed. Probably Sanchez. You know, Hazard could be, they could all be there. I'd say Sanchez because I really thought Sanchez, for me, anyways, I thought Sanchez was going to be bigger than Van Persie. I thought, I, I, you know, in hindsight, he might have been declining. It might have been something we didn't know. But I was looking at his. You know, when he was misbehaving, it's like, he don't want to be here. He's going to go United, turn up. So I'd probably say him, um, really and truly. He would be our 10 again. To be fair, he would be a madness. But at the same time, sometimes it's best to just leave romances alone. But I mean, you could probably sign, in my opinion, I'd be saying, listen, give us Hazard for half or a loan with an obligation to buy or something, really. You know, it's a masterclass. You could check, you could check Madrid, really and truly. Um, as you look, can see here, there's been informal talks with Chelsea over that. Real Madrid are preparing to sell Hazard to fund a deal to sign Haaland. I mean, how much are you going to get for Hazard? Who's going to give you the 70 million? Maybe if Mbappe says, I'm leaving, PSG might help you out. You know, you probably will see a hell of rumours with Hazard and Salah to PSG. Christensen has apparently uh, uh, reportedly agreed a new deal at Chelsea and he'll double his wages. We've been linked with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, which I've spoken about before. Tottenham are apparently as a replacement for Harry Kane, considering Morata, lol. While Raheem Sterling, who's also been linked with Barcelona, where is that, folks? Apparently wants to be sure he remains a key part of Pep Guardiola's plans before resuming talks. As you lot can see here, people, um, this, this article basically says, long, long story short, Barcelona want Raheem Sterling if anything happens with Dembele. They believe Dembele wants to stay, but they have question marks over his... Um, his agent's ambitions and things. And if he doesn't sign a deal, he risks waiting out the season um, in the stands, which I'm sure he doesn't He doesn't want to do at all, really and truly, folks. So it's a bit of a bra brazy one, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, Courtois had a lot to say. Courtois, boy, he came out spraying, man. I think Lucien Frav could be a perfect man to start the project, has valued experience, and he gets along well with management, according to reports. Lampard is a scrub, though. At least Hughes had experience. Bro, you know how I feel about Lampard. I feel I, I just feel between your uncle being Harry Redknapp and you talking the part, I just think it shows the privilege that certain people get. You got the derby job off the back of doing effing nothing. And lo and behold, you, you know, you struggled in the playoffs. You struggled at derby. What did you do to get the Chelsea job? You know, it's just because it's Mr. Lampard. So lo and behold, a man struggled. How can I be surprised? Really and truly, it's a bit mad. Appreciate that article, Don. Man had me stressing even remembering that name. Bro, Mustafi is a myth, man. It's an absolute, absolute myth. Um, It's an absolute myth. As I said, people, please make sure you're there at 11.30. People were back over on YouTube. But yeah, man, with that, I don't think I've got anything else to say to you lot, folks, really, you know. So I'm going to let you lot get out of here. It's been a fantastic, you know, it's been a fantastic 
podcast slash you know twitch gang and whatnot so yeah if you're listening to this on twitch big up yourself for listening to this live big up the ones listening to apple and on apple music and spotify one love to everyone watching it on the youtube replay so yeah man i'm gonna go live at 11 30 again we're back with the content now people it is what it is um like i said thank you for watching please make sure you stay safe and whatnot and yeah man you know we'll meet again you know i hang around like a bad smell i'm out Because the joy is just that I can run out of the fenders I've been given, like...